Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Skilly Queens. And today we are joined with the one and only Maggie. She's here. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited. We just got done recording for our main pod. We are resilient. So. Uh, we're just rolling right into this one. So I'm pretty excited to have all three of us here and Maggie's here with us to hopefully keep us on track. Cause our last episode was, we, it was, it was all over the place. We were trying to explain the shining and we kept like <laughs> squirreling to different things. And I was like, what was I talking about? And she killed me. If you didn't listen to it, she, um, are you familiar with the shining? Yes. Okay. So, you know, the here's Johnny part. Mm-hmm. So tell her what you said. Oh, she said, uh, I said, you know, the part we're talking about, here's Johnny. Yeah. Go, don't say that because Mark is sued. And I was like, oh, honey, Johnny. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to put it on a shirt <laughs> with a little axe. You know, you guys should have marketed that before Halloween because I probably would have sold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, did printer paper, so I'm going to throw it on a shirt. But <laughs> I was dying. I was like, you got to tell people what that is. So it was funny. That is funny. Anyways, you so you've seen The Shining. I have. A really long time ago. I haven't seen it since. What do you remember about it? Um, I remember the two little girls, which were really creepy. Mm-hmm. I remember that the hallway looks like the hallway of the Biltmore Hotel that we stay in. She yeah, mentioned that I in the last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because every time I go, I'm like, dang, this looks just like that hallway. And I'd mentioned that to you once before, I think. Yeah. And I was like, and you ah. had, you'd never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> seen it. I was like, why would you tell me this now? Because if I ever stay there again, it's going to freak me out. Yeah. So. I, di- I did watch The Shining again and there's no window. In the hallway? I just didn't see any windows in any of the shops other than the little one where she, she couldn't fit through. But yeah. It's like everything's on the inside. Which I guess is, I mean, the hallways and stuff. That's usually right for hotels, right? Right. But even like in the rooms, like. Well, in that main lobbies. room, there's a, a big window. You might need to re- I watch it. I missed it. Then. <laughs> you may have missed it. But I did watch. <laughs> they're in a dungeon. <laughs> yeah, they're all. I have the snows blocking it. <laughs> the snows blocking the view. But I did watch on Netflix. Talking about the Amityville horror mm-hmm. that we covered last week. There's a Netflix show out called The Devil on Trial. And it's like a documentary type mm-hmm. show or movie about the real life family of the Amityville horror and Elaine in uh, the Conjuring movies. Mm-hmm. Like the real life, uh, is it Bob and Elaine? Uh, the Warrens. You know, that couple that go and like investigate paranormal, paranormal and, stuff. And the, and I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I never watched the, the Conjuring. Wait, wait, wait. Do you watch scary movies? That's the question. Um, no. I mean, no. so I have, <laughs> but do I watch them regularly? No. Okay. Do you have a movie that's like a favorite or something that stands out to you at all? I think Insidious was really scary. The a- first paranormal activity was scary. Inside note, on the first episode, I said Insidious. Insidious. <laughs> My bad, guys. It's Insidious. <laughs> Somebody called me out on it, and I was somebody, like, "My bad." Somebody, did you get stopped at food line? I got stopped at the volleyball game. They said it's not insidious; it's insidious. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> I was like, "Look, I'm real raised." <laughs> they knew what I, you were talking about. I I knew what you were talking about. I didn't catch it at all. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, insidious." But anyway, the Amityville horror was. You know, the house in Connecticut. Yeah. And so, like, the family that, I guess that was about, when Bob and Elaine came there and investigated. It was like, so these are the real life people that were, that the Conjuring's about. I guess the Conjuring movies are about. So the Conjuring was also based on the Amityville Horror house. Is that what you mean? Or family? I, don't, I think it's a different family. I think it's just 
Then cut that I part out. I think I have watched the first Conjuring, but I need <laughs> to that see part out. what it looks like first. His name is Ed. <laughs> She's calling him Bob. Oh my gosh, cut all that out. Then don't leave that in there. We were definitely going to get sued. <laughs> She's like Bob and Elaine. <laughs> what is her name? Ed? <laughs> Bob. What? And it's Lorraine. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should like Google this stuff. She I sounds so confident. <laughs> That's why I didn't catch it. I was like, "Yeah, Bob, yeah, Bob and Elaine." Well, I don't know what you guys are talking about, so I'm just listening. <laughs> Let me find it. Let me get it right. Okay. Okay. I feel like I, I did crying. watch The Conjuring. I am crying. It's oh. about the nun. Is it about the nun? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Um, so The Devil on Trial, if you guys haven't seen it, is a horror documentary now streaming on Netflix, and it chronicles the events leading up to the first time that demonic possession was ever used as a criminal defense in a murder trial in the U.S. Hmm. Just like in The Conjuring with, what are their names? Lorraine and Ed. Not Bob. <laughs> Not Bob and Elaine. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. I'm crying. <laughs> anyway, it was pretty good. I would give it a watch. The Devil on Trial. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. I don't either. <laughs> oh my gosh. My bad. I'll shut up. <laughs> you were so confident. <laughs> so some uh, of that is kind of true. <laughs> I just got the names mixed up. <laughs> we did a quick Google search. We got it. It's Ed and Lorraine. <laughs> I mean, she was close. I'm crying. You were close. You were close enough that I was like, yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I got called out. That was funny. Okay. So you you saw Paranormal Activity. Yes. I did see The Conjuring, too. Did you? Yes. Did that scare you? Do you get scared? I don't see you as somebody that gets scared. Mm. Like, do you... Lay in bed, like, what's that noise? No. See, she's not like that. I do get scared, but I'm also, like, a super realist, which is good and bad in a lot of cases. But I, like, in my head will be like, this is fake. You know? So the whole yeah. movie, I'm like, this is fake. This is stupid. But that's how I, that's like my defense mechanism, so I don't get scared. So let me ask you this. Do you believe in ghosts and supernatural stuff? Mm, to an extent. What's What's the extent? What do you mean? Like, I watched The Boogeyman last night with my son, and I don't believe in stuff like that. But I do believe that people are capable of, I don't know, I guess it's situational. I believe to an extent. I don't believe if it's, like, far-fetched, but I believe that there there can be bad people who do bad things mm -hmm. that cause bad things to happen. And I, I believe that there are things that are unexplainable. Like, stuff happens, and there's not really, like, you can't logically... You know. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. Like if the faucet turns on, you're like, well, the water pressure releasing. But if you come home and the cabinets are open and you know they were closed. Did I tell you about this? No. Okay. <clears throat> I am. I do have, what do you call it? When you can have very good intuition. Okay. I'm let me just get in. <laughs> She's a psychic. Well, let well, me, let me tell you this. Yeah. I'm not so, a psychic. <laughs> I have cats and they freak me out at night. Well, Your I didn't. Glasses wa- are fogged up. I know. I am <laughs> sweating so bad. I'll take them off. Okay. I'll just have to put like my uh, notes on like two hundred and fifty percent, so I can see <laughs> what I'm supposed to read. Yeah, I could see it like getting worse. It's because like- it's because of Bob and Elaine over here. 
<laughs> so apparently one of my cats has learned to open cabinets and I did not know this. Is the food in the cabinet? Um, how, no. do you te- how do you teach your cat to do that? I'd like to teach my cat to do that. You're under the impression that I'm actively teaching my cat to open cabinets. Um, <laughs> Listen, if there's food in the cabinets, the cats will it. find it. So I've come home and all the bottom cabinets are like wide open. Mm. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, I don't think a cat would open all of them. I caught her doing it. Oh, so <laughs> that's how I know there's not a man living upstairs in the attic. Like a frogger. Just a what? A frogger. It's what they call them. People, f- people that live in your house that you don't know about. That's a thing. Frogger. Look it up. It's a whole... Maggie's looking at you some kind of way. She, there's a whole Netflix. There's, <laughs> She's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole Netflix show about it called Frogger. Frogging. Frogging. And then there's a. I've seen other TV shows about it too. Not on Netflix, just on like regular TV. Okay. Maggie's gonna confirm that's the actual name. Yeah, there's like people that live in your attics, or they live like in your basement. <laughs> they live in your house, and you don't know they live there. <clears throat> See, that's that's a, like a, a deep fear of mine. Cause I'm like, how would you, like, how would you know? If well, pe- just people like, found out because like stuff would go missing or their food would be gone. That's terrifying. Yeah. Okay. Although if there's a frogger in my house, that guy is bored because nothing happens unless he's just having fun opening cabinets, but I'm pretty positive it's my cat. Oh, oh okay. <clears throat> okay. Is it? Yes, but it's spelled differently. What's it spelled? If you just type in frogging, like you would think it's spelled, it comes up the game frogger. Not, not, yeah, not the animal. It's like P-H. Yeah. P-H-R-O-G-G-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. Frogging, like phone. English is, so is when someone secretly lives in another person's home without their knowledge. <sighs> the name comes from the idea of leapfrog, with the intruder hopping from place to place like a frog. Oh my god! It's I did, real. I didn't know. Weird. See, okay, that's another thing for me to you know you can worry have about. A frogger <clears throat> in your house. Okay, we're squirreling so hard on this. Okay, so speaking of animals, we ended the last episode. Um, I was going to tell a quick story about. How my son is convinced that the dog is a skinwalker. <laughs> okay. A shapeshifter? No, a skinwalker. <clears throat> He's very, he was very specific. Uh-huh. One day we were getting ready to go somewhere and I left something in the house. So me and my other son were looking for stuff. Didn't know it, but the dog had slipped through and came in the house. I didn't know it. Shut the door. We left. So we get home and my oldest is like, how did this dog get in the, <laughs> get in the house? <laughs> And I was like, well, I left the door open while I was looking for some. So chances are he just slipped mm-hmm. in. He was like, no, no, mom, there's no way this dog would have slipped by. You. <laughs> and I was like, you're giving me a lot of credit. here." So later that evening, I find the dog locked up in the crate. And I said, son, why did you lock the dog up? And he was like, mom, it's a skinwalker. <laughs> I was like, no, he's not. We've had this dog for a long time. So anyways, so the topic of skinwalkers was coming up in the house because my kids think the dog's a skinwalker, but it's not. So he's worried the dog's just going to open the door and just walk. (laughs) Does he know what a skinwalker is? I don't think so. Otherwise, he wouldn't think it'd be that simple. So, you know, apparently kids at school talk about skinwalkers and stuff. There's a few games out that talk about skinwalkers and stuff, too. Is there? Yeah. Like video game, video games? I did not know this. Maggie, I'm going to have to, if they fog up, you're going to have to, I can't I see my screen. I think it's gone now. Yeah. You're okay. okay. It was bobbing the lane that got me. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to talk about skinwalkers in this episode today, but I was a little nervous about it because from the research, it shows that it's largely part of Navajo culture mm-hmm. and they don't really like to talk about skinwalkers too much, but I know there's a show out. I think it's called like Skinwalker Ranch 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you heard of that one? So there's like a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of TikToks. And I think they believe that if you talk about them, you would track <clears throat> them. So I think that's why they don't like to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know about that. So, so that's what my grandpa always told me, too. It's like, you don't speak about it. Well, great. And here I am just... Yeah, it's kind of like how we as Cherokee don't talk about certain certain legends yeah. or certain things in our culture because we don't want to attract them. Well, that's great because that's what we're going to talk about today is a Cherokee legend. So I'm sorry. I don't have any sage. Well, I do have sage, but it's the store-bought kind. I don't think it's, I don't think it works. <laughs> yeah. <probably laughs> I didn't have any. And I saw some at the, at the store. Um, hold on. So until I really figure out about skinwalkers, I'm not going to really delve into too much into it, but I would like to talk about it at some point in the spirit of the subject. I did want to talk about legends that involve a lesson because a lot of Cherokee legends have lessons built into them. So before we get to the most prolific Cherokee legend, which is Spearfinger, um, I wanted to talk about one I found in my research that comes from the Inuits in Alaska and in Inuit culture, there is a creature that lives along the Arctic shorelines that is said to steal children that wander too close to the water. And I thought it was like right on par with Spearfinger, which we'll get into her. And I think, I think Maggie, your like intuition is like coming through because the Inuit version um, of this is comparable to the boogeyman. Mm. And honestly, I don't know what the boogeyman is. What is the boogeyman? What well, would the- you describe a boogeyman? Why are you looking at me like In that? In like what context do you mean? <laughs> Like, just what is a boogeyman? I think a boogeyman in like child's terms would be like anything that scares you or anything that you manifest to be a like monster. Yeah, a monster. In the boogeyman movie we watched, it was this creature that it was this creature that only lived in the dark. So it could not be seen or it could be seen. It could not live in the light. So you were safe if you kept your lights on. But if you turned your lights off, the boogeyman could get you. Ooh. So it could actually like physically like pick you up and touch you and throw you around um but it it was attracted to people with grief or pain so it was attracted to people who were broken at the time oh yeah and that's the movie but you know i think in child's terms a boogeyman's just like what you manifest to be like your biggest fear oh okay okay kind of like the baba duke have you seen that one i have no clue what that is (laughs) I did watch that one. Is um, that an old one? I don't. Yeah, I would say it's older. Um, yeah, no, watched it a long, long time ago. Anyways, so this Inuit version of the boogeyman is aquatic. She is described. Well, it's, it's a she has green, slimy skin, long hair and long fingernails. The hands are webbed like an aquatic creature with scales and fins. And they also have the ability to alter their appearance. Now, one thing I found that was really kind of creepy about this thing is that when the children wander too close, one strategy they use to like snatch these kids is that they emit an ethereal hum that will draw children closer to the water so they can be pulled in. Mm. So it's like more than one. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a siren, like like you're luring. And so accounts vary as to what actually happens to the taken children. And so some versions say the child is um, simply just devoured. Um, others say they're held in a, in a, oh gosh, what's a state like they can't move or oh, like, like a parallel alternate, alternate universe or something or like, like an a- altered state. Oh, okay. And they use, they're like the ladies from um, Hocus Pocus. They steal their youth. Oh. Make themselves younger looking. Yeah. That's one movie I've 
not watched. It's Hocus Pocus. <gasps> You've not watched Hocus Pocus. Have you watched Hocus Pocus? Yes. Okay. It's not a. No, no. Before you, before you say anything, you have to watch it before the next episode. What do you think about it? I watched The Shining for you. It's a cute movie. It's not a scary movie. It's not scary, but it's a, it's a good movie. I'll give it a watch. You give it a watch because you still she still has not has not watched Pocahontas. No, I ain't gonna watch Pocahontas. <laughs> she said that was a true horror movie for her. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. So you got to watch it before you make any kind of comment. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so there are tales of children um, willingly being given to this, um, you know, version of the boogeyman. Um, what do they call them? It's called a hold on Kualu. Paleowit. Kualu Paleowit. Hmm. I had to Google that. And what does it translate to? It doesn't say. Okay. But in, in, it does say that um, there was a story about a grandmother and grandson that were struggling without food. And the grandmother called upon one of these things to come and take him away because she thought he would be better off since she wasn't able to feed him. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> and then there was this big story about how a young couple went into the water to try and retrieve the child and ended up getting him back. Um, but the lesson here is that it was meant to keep children away from the water and the edge of the ice where other natural predators mm-hmm. exist. I'm assuming like polar bears and stuff. I didn't realize polar bears were like as vicious as they are. So naturally, if you know the story of Spearfinger, you can get an idea of some of the commonalities here between her and the Kualu Paleowit. So have either of you, without telling the story, heard of Spearfinger? Yes. Yes. Okay. I remember being in elementary school and they would call us down to the library and we would all go to the library and sit down and they'd read us a book at Mary Tell Us a Story. Mm-hmm. And so she had all the tricky legends in there and Spearfinger was one of them. And I remember just being so afraid of Spearfinger and going home and just being like looking around the corners, making yeah. sure, you know, because she was scary. Well, I think we were all told about Spearfinger as kids, even at school, because my kids learned about her, I guess, from going to the library and they came home talking about Spearfinger. And asking if she was real. She's never learned about it as a kid. When did you learn about Spearfinger? As an adult. Really? How did you go about learning? Someone just shared the story or did you see Um, the coffee? I think I actually read it in a book. I think I have a book that we actually gave to as like a part of our tours that says like Cherokee legends. Mm -hmm. I was just reading through it. Spearfinger is like the Queen Skilly. Queen Skilly. She's the scariest. So legend has it that Spearfinger is a shape-shifting witch or a Skilly. Um, now, the difference between a skinwalker and a shapeshifter is that a shapeshifter can basically turn into anyone, where a skinwalker is kind of restricted to animals. Well, here in Cherokee growing up, and we've talked about in our first episode, when people booger on you, mm-hmm. and I know that sounds weird, So, and I'll give a little bit of background information on that for people that aren't familiar with it. So, in our Cherokee cultural, culture, we have what we call the booger dance. Mm-hmm. We have a booger mask. And so, it's done kind of like a social dance at our stomp grounds, at our, at our ceremonies. And it's just to kind of ward off evil spirits. And, mm-hmm. But like the, the men wear, they dress up like kind of basically like in this huge, this scary mask and it's, they're scaring things off. And um, so that's why we call it boogering on you. Like someone's boogering you and it's kind of the same thing as conjuring. They're doing mm-hmm. bad medicine on you. Right. And I know growing up, I've had people share their stories or talk about it. But sometimes people that do bad medicine on you or on people, they can change into an animal. Sometimes an owl. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember hearing a story one time that 
they thought someone was conjuring on this owl or this bird. I can't remember what it was called or what they were talking about came to them in their garden. And they were like, you need to leave me alone, you know, and they threw a rock at it and hit its wing. Well, like a few days later, a week later, they seen who they thought it was and they had a broke arm. And <gasps> oh. so like growing up, we've heard those stories like that. And so, yeah. and you know, when someone, a lot of times, you know, if someone's doing that to you, because we, like I said, we played stickball two weeks ago and my cousin, she got the ball and she was running to the goal. And she got right to the line, like getting ready to cross the, you know, the goal line to go down the trees. And she fell, just fell by herself. So I run over there and I get the ball and we score. And then a little while later, gets it again, picks it up, takes off running by herself. Nobody around her. Like she's going to school. She gets to the goal line. She falls again. And I was like, really? Again? (laughs) But after we were done, she was like, someone's conjuring on me. As soon as I get to that line. My legs give out, and she couldn't never get past that line. That's wild. Yeah, so she went to water afterwards, and hopefully she washed it away. But um, I think that we do have those here, people that do bad medicine, that they can possibly be animals. I don't know if they still do that Mm. today or if it's something that's in the past, but I have heard of those stories here from people in Cherokee sharing that. And I have a pretty scary story about owls because, you know, owls are scary. I don't like owls. To indigenous people, owls are like, ooh. Yeah. So they say that if an owl comes to your house at nighttime and you can hear him hoot outside your house, that's how many days before someone will pass, right? Mm -hmm. Um, One night, me and my friend, gosh, we were probably just out of high school or still in high school. We drove up the parkway to Thomas Divide and it's dark. You know, we're riding up that way, cruising. And then we see these owls sitting on the side of the road. We seen one, drove up, seen two or three. I was like, wow, that's really weird. And we keep going, and all of a sudden, there's owls everywhere on the side of the road, and they're in the <sighs> trees. I mean, there had to have been at least 50 or 60 owls just everywhere. And I was like, what is going on? What? This isn't right. You, I've never seen this many Would you, owls. Were you like, floor it? Let's get, get out of here? Yeah, we went on to the top. We went to Thomas Divide, and we were like, oh, my gosh, what do we do? Do we just go on over the mountain? Do we go back down? We waited a little while, not long, and we come back down, and we don't see an owl anywhere. What do you think that means? I don't know. But it was scary. It was really scary. I've never seen so many owls at once together like and that. And then they were all gone. You didn't hear like flying away, flutter. It's scary. Yeah. I mean, they were sitting on the, some were sitting on the ground and some were sitting on the banks and some were sitting up in the trees. Had to be like a warning or something. Something. I don't know. That's terrifying. It was. I it's would a- never ride in the car with that person again. It's not me. It must be you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's saver and ties right there. <laughs> Friendship ended. On <laughs> Facebook and unfriended. <laughs> my, I have vivid memories of my grandfather. I remember one time we came home and there was an owl right across from our door. Um, and it was, it was, you know, is it hooting? Is that what we, is that what I was Yeah. Ho- yeah. It's hooting sounds weird. <laughs> it, it does sound weird coming from me. Hooting. <laughs> anyway, you know, the owl was there and my grandpa like made us wait in the car and went and got his slingshot and like shot at the owl until it left. And I was really young when that happened. But even then he was like, you know, you guys don't get out of the car. You stay here. Like I have to go deal with this. So That's I mean, scary. yeah. I, and I have like vivid memories of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting is. Do you remember the episode in Res Dogs where that they were going outside that cabin and he had like owls hanging mm-hmm. up, but they were like blurred out. And I was like, thank God they blurred <laughs> them out, you know, but I was like that. This is why, you know, owls freak me out. I don't, I don't Well, care. they're bad luck. Yeah. And then see, see now our, our TikTok algorithms are going to just show us all owl content. <laughs> Cause I think we've said it like 
15 times. <laughs> 15 times. It's like, oh, so now we're going to see. Yeah. So you'll have to let me know if you get our content in the next couple of days. All right. So scrolling aside, back to Spearfinger. Um, as Osh said, she is kind of known as the Queen Skeely. She is the, the top witch, you know, top legend here. Um, aside from being a great coffee at Kuala Java, we know that's like, <laughs> it's a coffee that's named Spearfinger. It's my go-to coffee. I literally have one every single day. It's probably not healthy, but it's delicious. Have you guys had a Spearfinger? No. 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 It has like five different syrups in it. It's so, it's so sweet. It's so good. Like it has to be. <laughs> It's one of those like Starbucks orders where it has like five pumps of this and five oh, pumps yeah, of that, yeah. but it's so good. Anyways, you, you guys should try it. Anyway, so Spearfinger in legend has a very specific taste for human livers um, and that's the livers of Cherokee children. So therefore she was used by parents as a lesson to warn children to not to wander too far off from the village. And she was described as having stone skin and a long obsidian knife in place of one of the fingers on her right hand. Which I'm thinking it was the index finger. Index finger. The story of Spearfinger comes about um, in the fall. The Cherokee tribe would burn brush fires to clear the land so they could. Um, um, what I read is that they could fall fallen chestnuts for the winter. Um, and they were warned about burning brush too close to the village because the fire would alert Spearfinger to where they were. And she would come in the guise of an old woman fooling Cherokee children into trusting her because she appeared to be a village elder or in some cases a grandmother, a mother or an auntie. Now, which as a shapeshifter, that terrifies me because at this point she literally could be anybody. She could be, you know, somebody you trust that's in your immediate family and you would just have no idea. And it says, though, as she most often appeared as an old lady, she could be anything she wanted. For example, she may appear as another child, a friend, an animal. And where she was made of stone, no weapon forged by man could stop her. Her only weakness was in her heart, which she carried in her hand for protection. Yeah, and going back. In her spear hand, right? Yeah, and going back to what you're saying, she could be anybody. In the stories that we were told, she would, yeah, she would come as the grandma or someone. And she would say, come here, little girl, let me comb your hair. Mm-hmm. And so she, you would sit on her lap or the child would sit on her lap and she would comb their hair. And then she would use her spear finger to cut into their back and take out their liver mm-hmm. to eat it. And then the child would, you know, pass away eventually because she took their liver. Mm-hmm. And so that was always like so terrifying. Like you well, can't, <laughs> you can't trust anybody. Yeah. Well, and what's scary is I read that her attacks were very quick. So you would be attacked and not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't know that she had cut your cut into your back to take yeah. your liver until like later on, they knew to get ill and, you know, eventually mm-hmm. succumb to it. So it's like, you wouldn't even know you come across her and then you just die a few days later. So that's a, that's a scary story to tell a kid. I'm not going to yeah. lie, but if you're going to try to keep them from wandering off from the village, I'd imagine that'd be the way to do it. So the story goes that the Cherokee set a trap for Spearfinger ding, digging a deep pit, um, to trap her and they had set fire to kind of attract her attention. And soon an elderly woman came along the trail and fell into the pit. Am I telling this correctly? Yeah. Cause I dig, dug a, dug a huge, huge pit. trench. Yeah. Pit, yeah. And then they covered it with leaves. So she didn't know that it was a trap. Mm-hmm. And when she came down, no, she was an old lady. Yeah. And so even the warriors were like, oh, no. Oh, no, this isn't her. This is somebody. And yeah, they didn't want to trap an, like an innocent old lady. Yeah. So they were second guessing yeah. themselves. And but then when she fell in the pit, she revealed herself to yeah. be who she was. Um, And that's when the Cherokees started shooting arrows at her. And. As you could guess, there was no effect because she got stone-like skin. Now, eventually, a bird came and... (laughs) 
has a weird name. It's called a titmouse. Are you familiar with this? No. This titmouse came and told the hunters to aim for the heart, but it not, like landed on her shoulder. Yeah, and but not knowing the heart, it meant the heart in her hand. Well, they aimed for her chest, right? So they started shooting at her at her heart where they thought her heart would be, but mm-hmm. the arrows would just bounce off, and she would just laugh at them because she knew. And so they took that bird, and from what one of the legends I remember hearing, one of the stories, they took that bird and cut its tongue out. Yeah, the titmouse uh, is now known as a liar to the Cherokee. Uh-huh. But from what I gather, you know, it just sounded like a little miscommunication. You know what I mean? Bird can't talk, but it's like, hey, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I think I have to say this every yeah, episode. Then the- Maybe I'm overthinking it. And then do you talk about the chickadee that comes down? Yes. So finally, a chickadee comes down and lands on her hand, which carries the heart, which is in the tip of her long obsidian spear finger. And that's when the hunters realize that her heart's in her finger. They aim for her heart and basically kill her. Shot her in the heart. Shot her in the heart and killed her. And that put it into her... uh, Reign of terror. Reign of terror. Her reign of liberating. It's very specific. It is very specific. Because she was like powerful. But how do you warn your kids now? My kids will be like, where's my liver? I can How do rem- I protect it? I How can I remember pre- growing. <laughs> I can remember growing up, and my gra- it would be nighttime. My grandma would say, "You better settle down. Quit. You don't play at nighttime, and you don't knock on the windows or knock on the walls." And I was like, "Well, why not? Like, why?" And she said, "Well, if you knock, something's going to knock back." And so we knew when it got dark, you sat down. You didn't. You didn't get up and run around and play. Like when it got to be nighttime, you sat down. You didn't play. And I don't know. When I was little, I was like, "Oh, you better not run around and play because it's going to bring." Bring something here. You don't knock on the walls, knock on the windows, because something's going to knock back. But now as I got older, I was like, I wonder if that was really true or if it was just something she was saying so we'd settle down. You know? Because I'm like, that's what I need to tell my boys. We don't do that at nighttime. <laughs> just stop banging around. <laughs> because I would never tell my kids that because they would be in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> but that was something that we were told growing up. Yeah. No, see, now now I've got to worry about this banging around. I've got to worry about the frogger mm-hmm. in my attic. I've got to worry about the dog possibly being a skinwalker. Anything else? Anything else we want to add to this? I'm sure there's more. So that's basically it for Spearfinger. Uh, when we come back the next episode, I'm really excited because we're going to talk about Thomas Divide. It's funny you brought that. We're, we're all just like, we're all connected. Um, <laughs> there's no need to scoff, Maggie. <laughs> rude (laughs) but we're going to talk about thomas divide and we're going to talk about indigenous legends that involve aliens so i'm really excited so that's all i got for today so let's watch some scary movies this week guys i'm going to go watch the conjuring and then i'm going to go read up on bob and elaine (laughs) ed and lorraine (laughs) all right well that's it for today guys (laughs) bye guys Bye. bye